0: Hey guys, it's Amon
1: and Christina from Our Rich,
0: Rich Journey. Journey. We have to talk about the banking crisis that is taking place right now. You see, people have actually been reaching out to us, asking us a question about investing in banks. You see, some people see this as an opportunity to invest in the financial sector while the financial sector is in crisis. I mean, many of you have heard of this before. While others are running for the hills, True value investors run into investments like this because deals are to be made. But we want to caution you. If you are considering investing in the financial sector, there are some things that you must take into consideration.
1: So what we want to do in this video is discuss whether we think that investing in the banking sector presents an opportunity for value investors right now.
0: So for context, let's just quickly talk about all the chaos that has been going on in the financial sector recently. If you have been hiding under a rock, you may not have seen all of the recent bank failures that have been taking place. Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and before that, all of the crypto exchanges that were going through all of their changes with fraud and failure and things like that. Even in Europe, banks are failing. You see, what is taking place right now, We haven't seen this type of chaos and insecurity surrounding the financial sector since 2008.
1: So if you've been paying attention to the stock prices of individual banks, you'll see that there have been significant one day drops just based off of little snippets of things that are happening in the news. But it's not just these individual banks. If you look at things like different sector ETFs that are focused on investing in the banking industry, you're seeing significant losses with these ETFs as well. So for example, IAT, this is a regional bank ETF. In the past month alone, it has dropped 28%. And then there's also KBE, which is a spider banking ETF. That is down 21% in the last month. Now, a lot of people are seeing these dramatic drops and they're thinking maybe they can be enticed into investing because they see value in these specific investments over the long term. And we always talk about having a long-term vision when you're investing. You may see short-term fluctuations in the different investments, but if you have a long-term perspective, that's the way you should be focused on when you're investing.
0: And some of the greatest investors are these value investors that have this long-term perspective. Look at Warren Buffett. We are also in that same category of long-term investors that look for value. But don't get it twisted. There are also value traps out there. Things that appear to be a good deal at the moment and have this potential of going up, but end up actually continuing to go down or are just riddled with continued volatility and just trade sideways for the duration of these investments. And so this brings us to our discussion about whether or not it is a good value to invest in banks. Are banks at this time a value or a value trap?
1: So first let's talk about the risk in general of investing in banks because SVB really highlighted the risks associated with investing in banks, particularly with banks that have a high concentration of customers with riskier profiles that may need access to their deposits based off of a sector downturn.
0: So it's really important to understand the customer base that the bank that you are considering investing in is servicing. The next risky thing about investing in banks is that you really don't know how healthy those banks are. You see, there is a scorecard that is given to every single bank that says this bank is a healthy bank, it is a sustainable bank, and it is a safe place to put your money. But those ratings are only as good as the people giving these banks the ratings, and in most cases, it's a combination of rating agencies and regulators that provide this information in order to identify what is a healthy and unhealthy bank. Well, what usually happens is up to a certain point, everything is rosy for most banks until it is not. You see, most of the time when these bank failures take place, they seem to be a surprise to everyone because the people that are supposed to be watching them aren't paying complete attention to them. And so your challenge as an investor considering banks is that you must take the rating agencies and the regulators information with a grain of salt.
1: So with that in mind a lot of people may start thinking okay maybe i won't invest in an individual bank but i'll invest in an etf something that focuses on multiple different banks in one fund so that i can spread out my investment risk and have more diversification But the problem with this is that it still remains risky because the financial sector is so unique and that a failure in one bank could result in impacts on other banks because of the interconnectedness of the banking industry.
0: And you saw that what has taken place with banks this week. These little old regional banks that have failed have set off a daisy chain of events across the entire banking industry where big banks are getting involved. Little banks are getting involved. Everyone is impacted by the failure of one bank.
1: So let's talk about how banks are uniquely interconnected. Now, the first way is through the interbank lending market. This is where banks borrow money from other banks in order to meet their short-term funding needs. So for example, a bank that may have a temporary shortage of cash can borrow money from another bank that has excess cash. This interbank lending helps maintain liquidity in the banking system. Another way banks are interconnected is through the use of financial instruments like derivatives. So banks use derivatives to manage risk like interest rate fluctuations, foreign exchange rates and credit risks. So derivatives are often traded between banks. And if one bank experiences losses from these transactions, it can impact the other banks that are involved. And the final way banks are really interconnected is through their customer base. So if one bank fails, the customers will take their money from that bank and move to another bank. So this can ultimately cause a liquidity crunch and really destabilize the banking system as a whole. So we mentioned the interconnectedness of banks in the financial industry, really to illustrate the point that even though individual stocks may be very risky in the banking industry, an ETF can similarly be risky because of that interconnectedness.
0: The next thing that makes investing in banks very challenging are the regulations that surround banks. You see, banks are under a lot of scrutiny, and they're going to be under much more scrutiny after what has taken place over the past couple weeks. These banks are going to have to go to Capitol Hill. They're going to have to answer questions about their operations. And all of these things creates volatility in this particular sector. And these rules and regulations can create uncertainty for the person that is trying to make an investment decision about banks. The last thing an investor should consider is that banks are impacted by what is going on in the economy, whether it's interest rates, inflation or recession talks. Banks are impacted by whatever is going on with all of these things. And this creates a very complex situation for an investor to analyze when they are trying to make an investment decision about which bank to invest in. And so considering all of this, if you are interested in investing in banks, you have a lot of homework to do. And this is a great time to learn more about banks considering all that is going on in the news and what will be taking place when these banks have to go report to Congress.
1: Now for us personally, we do not invest in individual banks. We don't invest in ETFs or index funds focused on the financial industry. And we do not plan to do that in the future because of all the things that we mentioned in this video. But with that said, we still actually have investments in the banking industry because we own total stock market index funds, and ETFs, which include these individual banks within these funds.
0: Now, fortunately, banks only make up a small portion of those total stock market index funds that we own. Now, if you guys are interested in taking a look at our total portfolio to see all of the investments that we own in index funds, ETFs, sector ETFs, REITs, individual stocks, everything that we invested in to achieve financial independence, you should check out our stock market investing course for financial independence. In that course, which is over four hours long, we also share our investment portfolio with you. And so if you wanna learn more about that course, check out the link in the description below or go to ourriskjourney.com. And of course, if you like this video, if it has given you food for thought, Please don't forget to give it a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, and join join the journey. journey.